Hi there, my name is Ushin Lunny and welcome to episode two of season four of Audio Talks, presented to you by Harmon. Now, just over 54 years ago, Jimi Hendrix asked the question, are you experienced? And a lot has changed in the intervening half a century in terms of music production, audio technology and automotive design. If you had told the hippies at Woodstock we would be enjoying 100% electric powered vehicles today with immersive studio quality sound, they probably would have just said, wow man, far out. But here we are in the future and the experience economy is arguably the most important and meaningful one for global consumers. But what does the best mobility experience look and sound like now? And what can we expect tomorrow? Joining me to explore the road ahead for advanced audio and the future of driving are two gentlemen who can see the future better than most because they are designing it. Welcome to the podcast, Luc Julia, the Chief Scientific Officer of Renault Group. Hello. And Armin Promersberger, Senior Vice President, Product Management at Harman Automotive. Hi, Ocean. Great to see you both here. So I thought we might kind of set the scene for our listeners, Luke. Tell us, what does a great mobility experience look like in 2021? I mean, obviously, you know, uh, this is going to be a safe one. So the very first thing that we have to think about is uh, the safety of the people inside the car and outside the car. Uh, and so the, the best mobility experience is you know, I go from point A to point B safely in the best possible time. And, um, you know, I enjoy the ride. So uh, enjoying the ride can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Uh, and, and this is where, you know, once you are inside this cockpit, uh, you need to have the best possible things around you that is going to remind you basically home. Nice. So a home on the road, another living space. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. This has kind of transformed how we even feel about mobility. And, uh, you know, it's very much thanks to all the great new technology that people like your good selves are developing. So Renault and Harman recently announced an awesome new collab on a model called the Megane E-Tech, which is 100% electric. And a lot of our listeners and sometimes even our esteemed guests are real car and car audio enthusiasts. So coming over to yourself, Armin, what do our listeners need to know about the audio experience in the new Megane E-Tech? What's under the hood from the Harman perspective? Well, there's not only stuff under the hood, right? There's even stuff mounted on the body, which is um, what we call an externally coupled subwoofer. So we save some space in the car and you got still the base that you want inside the car to enjoy your music. But the thing I really appreciate most on the Megane is the way how the signal processing was set up to give you a quite immersive experience. And there are a few things that, uh, for example, something we call virtual center, right? Um, without a physical center, which is normally needed to create this stable image in front of you, we have now technology that gives you a rock solid, stable soundstage right in front of you and right in front of the passenger right, that you can enjoy. Wow. And in addition to that, what we are using is quantum logic, right? Quantum logic is to me one of the most interesting upmixes that it is there today, because it's not only this taking left and right and, and doing a little bit plus minus. Quantum logic takes spatial slices out of the music, identifies, for example, where instruments are, and then you can suddenly get control and you can place the elements of the music in a way around you with a lot of control, like in, in, on a mixing desk in the recording studio. Wow. And, and this is something you can experience actually, actually in the Megane. Um, there are different settings. 
So you don't have all the freedom like a um, sound engineer in, in the recording studio. But what you can do is we created settings that give you from a very intimate, very stereo feeling that an audiophile might, for example, appreciate to something very immersive, which I like mainly for um, live recordings. I, I'm a big fan of live recordings because there's so much emotion, not only from the from the artists and the musicians, it's also the whole audience, right? And and suddenly you can feel this all around you, and that's, that's really amazing. That's wild, and you know, to be fair, you probably wouldn't want all of the distractions of a recording studio mixing desk in the car. It's much nicer to have these presets that you can just dive into. But the immersive sound sounds incredible and quantum logic is is something i absolutely uh, need to own uh, even if i don't fully understand it uh, so coming over to yourself luke talk to us a bit about what it's meant from your perspective to be collaborating with armin and the team and what's the collaboration with harman meant for the development of the megan e-tech yeah and obviously we need professionals uh, when you build a car especially a silent car in this particular case, because I mean, the electric, the nice thing about it is that it doesn't make a lot of noise, right? So when you build this kind of car, you need to improve or to be sure that you have an exceptional uh, sound inside. And, uh, and so you need to work with professional. And the nice thing about Harman, you know, is uh, bringing this kind of new technology, you know, uh, uh, is going just to help to feel like I was uh, saying before, to feel at home. Uh, and to have those presets that we just talked about, you know, being able to just, you know, feeling that you have also control, right? So it gives you yeah. the opportunities to experiment, to experience some of those things. Uh, and this is just fantastic to be able to uh, play with those things. I really don't want, as you just said, we don't want to play too much, right? <laughs> so uh, until the car are fully autonomous, which is not the case yet, uh, yeah. we, we need to... to uh, you have a very simple way uh, to uh, select those uh, those presets, and this is also you know what Herman uh, is helping to do uh, to have the since they are the pros, they can exactly know what people may want. You know, very much a la Steve Jobs, right? So uh, Steve Jobs oh, yeah. knew for you. Uh, I mean, Herman knows for you. That's such a good point. Absolutely. I, I remember my first uh, experience of getting an iPhone. I opened the box, I kind of pressed the screen and I didn't need to look at the manual. The previous PC phone I bought before that, there was a manual uh, that was bigger than the phone and I never read it and I never understood how it worked. But I get that, that intuitive user experience interface, they design, they just know what you want. So yeah, I, I love that metaphor. Thank you very much. And um, Armin, coming over to yourself again, let's zoom out a bit and talk about the role of audio in cars why is it so important and uh, you know what role does it play today with all the new technology and that kind of thing well to me it's like audio has kind of three dimensions and sound and the very first one is obviously emotions right and that's why we started to to put loudspeakers in cars in the first place because we we went long distances and we wanted to enjoy it and music is always a part of the enjoyment um the whole emotional aspect transitioned over the last year to something else, which now is like, we also talk about comfort, right? Comfort became such an important element of what Luke called this driving experience from going from A to B and enjoying it. And then the third item I would, I would call out as safety elements, right? Because our, our brains are, they are so interestingly wired that audio and sound has this kind of fast path through our brain. 
Um, I guess that comes from our ancestors. It is kind of saber-toothed tiger, right? Rustling in behind you. It's like you want to understand there's something behind you happening so you can run away. Um, we don't need this so much today. Um, but it comes back now with what we see in, in the autonomous driving, what's happening there, and the traffic overall, right? And we can now use sounds, for example, to give you a warning, give you an easy to understand hint that something is happening and you might be watching to the right, to the left, um, something is happening behind you. These are things that are very complex to understand on a visual basis, but very easy for us to grasp when, when it's sound, right? It goes directly into our brain and, and triggers some action. Totally. That, that's so interesting. And I suppose you, you kind of need an immersive audio setup to make this happen accurately because you're talking about safety and positioning and people's perceptions. So is this something that you, you kind of need more of an immersive sound installation to deliver in the way it should be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because now it's about control. Right? It's like when we need to be able to very precisely position those warning sounds all around the cabin. And this mm. is all about control in all three dimensions, right? And the interesting part for us is, again, the, these kind of massive loudspeaker setups that you can find in ultra-high-end cars, initially they were put in, again, to create emotions, right? To have the perfect immersive experience with live concert recordings and so on. But yeah. then we found out it's like, now we can do much more with it. And we don't need to just put left and right stereo signals into it. Like now we are dealing with audio objects, right? And these audio objects, they now become elements that get coordinates in this three-dimensional sound field inside your car. And, and that's, for us, that's a lot of freedom in design, but it's also fundamental the moment we touch safety. And in addition to that, right, it's like when, you, when we talk comfort, Again, for comfort, comfort means when a car is stationary, everything is quiet. And that's wonderful, mm -hmm. right? And, and today's cars, they are so super quiet. You close the door. It's like a sanctuary. But unfortunately, most cars are made for driving, right? And, and then all the noise takes over, right? You've you got tire noise. There are still some combustion cars out there that, that have some engine noise. Then you have wind noise. There's so much noise. Mm -hmm. And to mask and control this noise. It's like some of those noises you, you really can reduce by canceling them out, but some of those noises you need to mask. For this, again, you need a lot of control. You need to kind of understand where the head position is of the user or of the driver, of the passenger, what the noise profile is. And the control element, again, is fundamental to create a broadband noise management experience and create this comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So there's some really impressive technology under the hood. There's new concepts like audio objects, there's immersive sound, there's quantum logic, which I absolutely must have now. And uh, coming over to yourself, Luke, talk to us a bit about the nature of mobility in 2021. It's pretty much a high-tech business now. Um, what other kind of supporting technologies do you find in your work coming together to make the next generation of mobility experiences a reality? So, yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about uh, the future a little bit more. Uh, let's look you know, forward. Uh, and uh, and so and let's rebound actually on what uh, Amin just said. I mean, it's very very interesting to have those you know 
sound around you and you can block most of them, but there are some actually that you do not want to block, right? So for instance, the analysis needs to be smart enough in order to bring the sounds that are important to the right place. Because as Armin said as well, uh, I mean, the cognitive load of the sound is certainly the least of the ones that we have. And so this is the way the signal, you know, is coming the fastest to you and the way you can analyze the best, right? So for instance, if there is a safety vehicle, you know, around you somewhere, I mean, certainly you want to hear that it's coming from behind, right? And which side in order to let him go, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a kind of thing that you need to add to the analysis to be sure that those sirens they are going to come to you and not to be blocked, uh, you know, even if you are in this uh, cathedral uh, listening to some Bach, right? Uh, or Bach, mm. like uh, they would say on the other side of the Rhine. But anyway, so, so this is very interesting because it becomes much more than the restitution of something that you chose, but it becomes also the restitution of the world around you that is going to be, you know, the real world, but you don't want to he hear everything from this world. You want to hear mm. only the important thing from this world that is going to make this trip safely for yourself, but also for the people around you, right? So this is, this is going to be very interesting. In addition to that, I mean, another part, since now we are looking a little bit more, you know, in the future, I mean, what is going to be interesting is that those cars are more and more, they are going to be electric because, I mean, we know that there is this uh, European regulation to have to have uh, electric cars by 2035 or whatever. So, I mean, because of that, I mean, the cars themselves won't have an audio signature, right? So mm -hmm. we are going to have to put some kind of signature of the car itself. So like maybe today you can recognize, you know, Harley Davidson or Ferrari with your ears, right? Maybe you will be able to hear a Renault or, you know, a Ferrari or whatever that will be electric, but they will have their, you know, signature. So for the people who are just into sound and into this excitement about sound, it's going to be interesting to just see, you know, what it is. And maybe you will be able to choose your own signature, right? So it means that you will say, okay, I want my car to to, to roll, right? Or I want my car to be quiet and nice. And so, so I don't know. I mean, of course, we will need at one point some regulation as well. You cannot have, you know, this mess that is going to be a cacophony, basically, you know, in the industry. <laughs> but, but it will be very interesting to see that as well. And I think that in terms of audio, it's going to be very interesting. The future is basically bright and wide open. Absolutely. And you actually reminded me there of one of our previous guests, Carl Cox, who's, you know, as you probably know, a very famous DJ and he, he runs a racing team. And he said whenever he goes to see Formula One and the motor racing to him, it's like a symphony. He loves that sound of all the engines flying past and uh, he's so into his cars. It's, it's really, really inspiring. Coming over to yourself, Armin, now we heard about some of the kind of the new concept of like, what do you do with audio from a car when the car is silent? What about audio in the car? There's so much happening so quickly. But talk to us a bit about, you know, the role of cutting edge new technology on the in-car audio experience. You know, does artificial intelligence have any role to play in this kind of scenario? Oh, absolutely. Right. That's one of the most exciting and interesting parts that's happening right now. Because cool. sound per se and sound design, if you're in the business for quite some time, it's always very static. Right. We, we are always going for the best in a specific situation. Maybe we all know these terms like golden sample, right? Or golden ears. It's like we're, we're looking always for this perfection. But here we talk about sound system in cars, right? There is nothing like perfection. 
first of all, the environment is pretty alien, right? It's like, it's absorbent, it's reflective, it's resonant. It's like, you don't want to be in there normally to listen to music. And then it's not stationary. You can predict what's happening. Mm. So technology is how we computed, for example, compensation filters, upmixes, so far, was always done in a very static environment to achieve a certain good enough goal. But we know today that people's perception of sound is very subjective, mm. right? It's, it's very individual. What I like, for example, might not be up to your taste. I am a nerd about bass. I, I am not the audiophile <laughs> person in this, in this conversation here, right? <laughs> and I think now we are getting to a point where we have reached saturation with linear processing and with deterministic ways of dealing with audio. And here comes AI and machine learning, right? It's like big buzzwords on the, on the one side. But they provide us, together with enough sensors in the car and the enough computation power in the edge, which is the car, suddenly we can kind of look into what's happening inside the car. What is the wow. user experiencing? We, we got microphones in there. We got accelerometers. We got even cameras these days with DMS, like driver monitoring systems. So let's fuse all these informations and put it into context of the music that you're listening or the acoustic situation that you're facing. Eventually, just to simplify it for, right from a concept is, instead of sending you when you're buying a, um, a Renault, for example, Megane now with a home recording system, instead of you just getting the home recording system, you're getting kind of one of our Harman sound engineers who's constantly driving with you while you're riding, right? And constantly trying to understand what's happening and improving the sound to your taste, even learning about your preferences. If someone is continuously, for example, increasing the bass a bit, which would be me, um, <laughs> then why would I need to have to do that? And then, for example, I'm, if someone ever tried to make um, a psychological profile from my playlists, I guess that would be quite a challenge. Right? Because there's <laughs> hip-hop as much as there is hair metal, as there is a little bit of jazz, but only a little bit, right? And, and all of these have very different sound signatures. So what I'm doing yeah. is I'm fiddling continuously, most probably with the bass up and down because like 80, 90s um, rock music was not really very powerful in the bass. Why would yeah. I have to do that? Why wouldn't my sound system just recognize this is what he's listening to? This is what his sound signature, his preference is. Why don't I, as the car, do it for him? Right, And, and that's mm -hmm. the power of what's coming with machine learning. And then AI actually kind of allowing them making decisions about what patterns that you find in the data. Wow. So you can train the AI to look out for hair metal and give it a good boost in the low end. <laughs> That's fantastic. My goodness. But yeah, definitely. If you mention that to anyone in the audience at Woodstock, they would have said, yeah, yeah, right, man, far out. Coming over to this whole area of self-driving cars, I love the idea of sticking my car in cruise and gliding down the autobahn at a nice healthy speed and listening to some kraut rock or, you know, some craft work or can or whatever. But Luke, do you think this is actually going to happen anytime soon? Where are we on the technology trajectory? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, what you just described will happen in the sense that there will be a possibility for you, you know, to be able to just enjoy the ride and do nothing 
but enjoying it and not driving uh, the way we drive today. But if you call you know, autonomy something that is going to handle every single case in the world, I mean, you can forget it right now. So this part mm. will not happen. The thing is, it doesn't really matter, actually, because, you know, there are several levels in mobility, in autonomy today, uh, from one to five, right? And level five is the graal. It's what somebody you know, wants to achieve, but this level five will never happen. So, I mean, don't even think about it. It will never happen. But it doesn't really matter because level four will happen. And level four is something that is going to be incredible because it's going to allow to do what you just described. Because... Even if something happens that is unexpected, you won't have to deal with it most likely, but there will be a remote guy that is going you know, to take care of it and to take care of it for you because it's going to be 0.5% of the cases, you know, and most of the time your car is going to be autonomous. So, so this is coming. This is not coming tomorrow. When you think about it, today the most advanced cars, you know, in terms of autonomy are most likely around 27 Right when I'm talking about four that we want to reach, right, and 2.7 is going to be the way more cars, you know, the Google cars or something like that that are not even you know, cars that you can buy today, right? But it's coming. You know, I would say that in five years we'll be very close to level four, and so we'll be very close to the kind of experience that you are you are talking about. Even at 3.5, you will be you know able to handle you know, most of the cases. It means that on the autobahn itself, it would be kind of easy. Because the autobahn is actually much easier than the city, right? Because the mm-hmm. autobahn, you don't have, you know, those things that are, you know, pedestrians, right? And th- those guys that are, you know, cats, you don't have those things that you cannot control, right? And you don't have those bikes, even worse, right? So uh, as long as you have objects that are pretty much you know, the same everywhere and that the lanes are, are pretty straight, you know, it's pretty easy. So today, actually, uh, with the 2.5 cars, you can actually already have a very good experience, autonomous experience on the freeways. So that's what it is. It's coming soon, I think, because five years is actually pretty soon. And, and it's going to be very, very interesting. I just want to rebound again you know, on the AI inside the car. I mean, this mm. is going to be incredible. AI is everywhere. I mean, everybody is talking about AI. AI is everywhere. AI is not this big thing you know, that is uh, ruling your, your life. But AI is going to be those set of tools that are just going to be incredible because they are going to allow to be safer, allow to be you know more comfortable and stuff like that. But in the case of the sound and what uh, Armin was describing, uh, what is going to be cool about this context, you know, switching and uh, and knowing about the people and what AI is going to be able to do in order to understand the people, is that it's not going to be only the driver. But it's going also to be, you know, every single person in the car. So you can imagine in the future, very, very soon, actually, to have each people in their own bubble, you know, I mean, sound bubble in some sort. So while wow. I mean, you know, is listening to his uh, uh, middle, you know, uh, music while driving, driving with quotes. Uh, then, you know, you can have the kids in the back, each of them, you know, listening to something else, you know, being in their own wow. bubble. One of them, you're doing mathematics because uh, he loves it. And uh, the other one is going to do uh, whatever, you know, game on the computer. So, and there's going to be freedom in the sense that as soon as you sit in this seat, you know, it's going to be coming to you automatically because it does recognize you. I mean, we need to be careful with cameras, but I mean, uh, uh, besides the privacy issues that we might, uh, that we have to handle, the rest is going to be just, you know, magic. It's going to look uh, magic all the time, and you see what AI is about. 
Far out, man. Wow, <laughs> that's, uh, that's just brilliant. Um, and Armin, coming over to yourself, what's your take on autonomous vehicles in our everyday lives and, you know, what they're connected to and what role do you think audio might play in this future? Hmm. Autonomous vehicles, right? Um, yeah, I have a very clear opinion, which is not very far off what Luke was saying. Uh, this, this level five is an interesting challenge um, <laughs> because today it's our systems are not even good enough to to provide a lane departure warning consistently over 100 kilometers, right? Or even along, along 10 kilometers. Um, so if we are ever going to get there, that's, that's to be seen. But on the other side, in very restricted and, and I would say like controlled environments, you have these things already, right? It's like... Mm. Um, you take airports and, and you can see already like the autonomous shuttles being tested. We just had last week the, the auto show here in Munich and there was a shuttle running, so driving around, picking people up. But it obviously, it was going very slow. So if you would have walked, most probably it would have been faster. And mm -hmm. it had only a specific route, right? Um, but we're getting there. To me, an autonomous car is, is literally it's a robot. Right? It's like the car changes now from a machine that I steer and control into a robot that has enough understanding, for example, of context of the outside world, so it, it can move and engage in this world. Right? So I think, yeah, that, that's happening. I hope it's happening soon, right? I hope it's happening before I get so old that, that I have to give up my driving license. <laughs> but nonetheless, the car is to me today still let's, let's put it out there a little bit controversial like it's a pretty stupid machine right nonetheless the contextual understanding specifically also of the inside of the car is is low and here comes what does sound mean in this age of autonomous driving ai the fundamental instantiation of ai these days that everyone is kind of using are voice assistants right mm -hmm. that that is where everyone understands he is engaging with artificial intelligence. And the sound system itself, to me, is kind of the, the voice and the ears of those assistants. And this is important because, to me, it's all about trust, right? If I trust the car that it's going to do the right things, I have an enjoyable ride. If I do not trust mm. the car, then I'm constantly just watching what the car is doing, and then eventually I'm trying to do it myself again. And this level of trust is already conveyed. Is for example, the voice of a person. The, the quality of the voice of a person decides already in your subconscious about liking someone. Right? And this quality needs to come also inside the car. Actually, the sound system is the voice of the car, how it can communicate together if you go multimodal. Um, for example, with the screens that it can show you what it's doing, kind of what it is thinking, what it is seeing, what it wants to do next. The sound system is the voice, right? And, and, and if this works well, I think then there's a better connection. There's more trust for, for the passengers and then it's a better experience. Yeah, the sound system is the voice of the car. That's fantastic. I absolutely love that. I cannot think of 
two gentlemen who I would prefer to ask the next question to because you're both working in the future. You're designing what a superb driving experience looks and sounds like tomorrow and in the next decades. So I'd love to know what your perfect road journey would look and sound like, say, in 50 years time from now. And I am going to put a little caveat there. I'm assuming we're all still alive and healthy and, you know, we have amazing developments in anti-aging technology, which I'm totally banking on. So 50 years from now, we're all driving. What does that look and feel like? And we're going to start with yourself, Luke. So, I mean, I will be 105. So, I mean, it would be uh, pretty tough for me to want to drive. I mean, I think that I would have given up my license for a while already. So, I mean, definitely it will need to drive myself, right? So this thing will need to drive uh, by itself. And uh, for me to be able to enter the thing, maybe, you know, I, I won't even have to say anything. And it will know where I go because, I mean, uh, mm. it would be whatever, you know, I usually do at that time of the day. And it will, you know, I will relax. I will be in my moving living room and I will just listen to my favorite podcast, you know, which I do all the time. So I will learn a lot while, you know, I'm on the ride and uh, I will be just happy and content. Fully automated luxury podcast. That's just brilliant. <laughs> and um, coming over to yourself, Armin, are you going to kind of load up a hair metal playlist in your car in 50 years time? What's the experience for you? Well, well, just think about it, right? When when we retire once and we get to retirement homes, the music played in retirement homes will be very different to what you hear today, right? That's going to be an interesting <laughs> experience. <laughs> totally. So, so actually, so yeah, 50 years out. We will be around maybe because my grandpa is 94, right? And he's perfectly healthy and he's totally active, right? So there's a chance I will be around so you can call me up that I made a really bad prediction. Um, (laughs) I agree a lot with Luke there, right? It's like, first and foremost, it's like most probably, again, me too, I, I won't be driving. So I still want to go from A to B. It's like this freedom of movement is something that keeps you mentally engaged. Right? It's like mm-hmm. if you see everything the same things, it's like you get numb. But it's like you need, for example, meet your friends, see other things. Already the joy for someone, then I would be like 99, just to be able to, to go to a grocery store and buy my own food. It's like these are things that will keep you continuously engaged. So it's important, right? This mobility yeah. is important. So what I would expect from the car is, first of all, I'm, I'm not sure whether car ownership in 50 years will be a thing for all of us, right? Maybe mm. there's too many cars and maybe I don't need to own a car, right? And if I don't uh, need to own a car, then what's important for me is that it's easy for me to order a car. And when the car arrives, that it kind of adjusts to me and understands me mm. easily, right? It's like, where do I want to go? How do I want to go there? This is important to me. And I'm thinking about my granddad. So it's like, I, I think I got this, this neck for music, right? Also this passion for music from my granddad. He's a musician. So if he would drive somewhere, I know he would like to, on the one side, get entertained. He would like to listen to his music. I know that mm-hmm. because like when, when we are driving, it's like he wants to listen to his music. But on the other side, I'm, I'm sure he would like to engage with the car more like a human being, which goes back to the trust element, right? Because still there is a robot coming and picking you up. You want Mm -hmm. to trust the thing, right? That it does the right things. So these are the things that would be interesting or important to me in 50 years. 
And literally, I would, I would love to have these today, right, for my granddad. It's like, because now he would mm. need that literally right now. So that's where I see this is going. Well, they, they do say in some circles that trust is a new oil. And I think in terms of electric mobility experience, absolutely. When you're talking about voice interfaces, et cetera, you've really hit on a very strong point there about where people's trust in autonomous vehicles comes from. Uh, and that's fantastic. And I look forward to these brilliant future scenarios. We'll all meet up in 50 years time and try and find some of the ancient music we were listening to way back in 2021. Mm. Now, speaking of which, there is a final question that I like to ask all of our VIP guests here on Audio Talks, and uh, that is to add a track to our Tidal playlist. So what's your choice for the perfect driving experience, for the perfect mobility living space experience, whatever you like. Luke, what track would you like to add to our title playlist? So, I mean, in my case, I won't add a track, a specific track, but I mean, I, I'm a podcast addict, right? So so I would add all my podcasts that I listen all the time. And, you know, looking forward a little bit, I will add all my podcasts in this metaverse kind of uh, uh, context, you know, where I can actually turn my head around to imagine who is talking and uh, they are coming you know, from all over the place, all around me. And I, I'm just excited to have all those guys you know, talking to me. Oh yeah, I love that. That's brilliant. The previous episode of Audio Talks was a special about the metaverse. Um, we had a gentleman from Roblox there. We had a senior director of audio technology uh, from Harman and it was absolutely fascinating. It's, it's kind of like this brave new world for live music. It's so interesting. I will send you a link afterwards. And coming over to yourself, Armin, is it going to be hair metal that's going to be added to our title playlist? What's going on? Surprise, surprise, surprise right? Like, I, I actually <laughs> would add two things. And literally, I would add two songs just to con to add some confusion for the AI that then <laughs> shall curate my playlist. And nice. and the one is obviously like ACDC. And, and I really like Thunderstruck. Right? It's, it's, it gives you a lot of this, this kind of live feeling, even though it's a studio recording. So I, I love that. Absolutely. Song. Um, and then the other one is, is Bob's No no Woman, No Cry, right? And actually the oh. live version from the Legend album is like amazing remaster. Um, yes. So, and I, then I like to see the AI making sense of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, those, those are two brilliant selections. Thank you very much. And uh, I am going to add to this uh, audio cake a slice of can with vitamin C, which is just a record that I uh, have rediscovered recently. And it's just another masterpiece from the maestros of Kraut Rock. So there you have it, folks. The road ahead for advanced audio and the future of driving is full of great new technology, great new audio and great new experiences. So thank you so much for joining us on Audio Talks presented by Harman. Luc Julia, the Chief Scientific Officer from Renault Group. Thank you, Eugene. This was great. And Armin Promersberger, the Senior Vice President of Product Management at Harman Automotive. Yeah, thanks, Eugene. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, my friends. <laughs> Listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment, review and share share with your friends and family. We'll be back soon for some more fascinating audio talks. See you next time.